Welcome back, everybody. This is Alternate Take, and I am your host. Today's episode may have been the most humbling interview I've ever had in my life. Uh, we had on a kid from Albany, Georgia, whose name is King Randall. Now, King Randall's been making waves around the last like year or so for his insane level of humanitarianism. He's an he's a humanitarian. I don't know. I don't even know how I was gonna frame that sentence. But he's but he's more than just that, man. He's a he's a young leader in a time where we, we need it the most. Um King Randall, when he was twenty years old, bought a school. When I was twenty, I bought a subscription to browsers, I think. I don't remember. But I'm, my point being is I bought stuff that didn't matter. That was probably not beneficial to my life. King Randall bought a school. And yes, his name is King Randall. He's not a king, but although he might be one day, and I would vote for him for that. Hopefully that, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. And the reason he did it is because there's so much bad shit going on in the inner cities of that area, uh, gang violence and crime. This kid found it essential for him to go back and help everybody. So we talked about what actually he what he actually does. And it's just phenomenal, dude. Like you this kid is 20, dude. He's 21 years old and he's doing like Martin Luther King level type shit. And it's insane a lot of the dropback he's getting. It's it really is crazy. I mean, he's getting mostly support. And he'd be the first one to tell you that, but it's not even fathomable. I can't even talk right now, dude. It's not even fathomable to talk shit on somebody or or like put someone down who's legitimately helping kids in the neighborhood. He's teaching kids how to do oil changes in cars. He's teaching them how to do construction. He's teaching them how to do plumbing. He's teaching them how to wear their suits correctly. He's teaching them how to shake people's hands. He's teaching them how to do job interviews. He's teaching them trades. And then they're getting education. And he's saving these kids who are probably repeat offenders in juvenile detention centers from committing these mistakes ever, ever again. And he's and he's fucking twenty one, and uh, you know I, I mentioned it later on in the interview, and actually no, I'm not gonna bring it up now, so you can just hear it later. But it was it was a very humbling experience. It, it was an honor to talk to somebody like him, because people like him they are they are rare, they are extremely rare. We all we all try to tell ourselves that we're all great people, and most of us are. Um, and most of us most of us fall short in some area and it is what it is but most of us barely have the energy to just take care of ourselves and and then that's enough for us i'll be honest that's enough for me um when i if i take care of myself that's the only way i can feel good about taking care of other people but if i'm not taking care of myself i, I can't like just get up and try to help somebody you know i, I just I don't, I don't i'm not in the right mind space this guy does it every day with strangers with kids who are just who probably fucked up, who probably made some mistakes in their life and probably aren't mentally in the right space, who who are only want a life of crime and, and whatnot. And and he changes that. He changes their lives. He teaches them how to be men. He teaches them how to be um, desirable in the job market. He teaches them how to be desirable as a life partner. All these things. That's phenomenal, dude. So I'm going to let him tell the story about how this all got started. But i just like to reiterate that this was a great interview. It was it was phenomenal for me to be a part of it. That's all I have to say. 
Um, thank you, King Randall, for coming on the show, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. You hear me? Yes, sir. Nice. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing excellent. And yourself? Doing great, man. Beautiful Sunday in Southern California, so can't complain, man. Weather's beautiful out here right now. What part are you in? I'm right next to Disneyland, dude. It's it's the shit. It's beautiful out here. It's close to freeways, close to beautiful people. I mean, I mean, it's 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 getting crazy out here as of late, but it's it's still it's can't complain, man. Yes, sir. I'll be in L.A. Uh, April 30th through May 3rd. No, oh, no shit. For like, for what? Is like a convention or something? You got something going on? Uh, well, I'll be doing a workshop out there um, with some youth um, in that area, teaching them how to change brakes and change oil. And then um, I'll be just there uh, for a conservative speak speakeasy event on Sunday, on that Sunday. So, yeah. oh, that's awesome, dude. That's phenomenal. For those of you guys who don't know, dude, this is a uh, King Randall. He is a uh, the 21-year-old's been making waves uh, who started his own school, the X for Boys in Albany, Georgia. And, uh, dude, it's great to have you on the show, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Glad to, glad to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, man. So, dude, let's – Uh, I'm going to get to the school for sure, but I kind of want to start with you first. Like, where did you grow up, and how did, like, this whole vision even get started for you? Like, before you even get to creating the school and all that, but, like, create your mindset. How did that even get created before you even got to that point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'm from Albany, Georgia. I grew up here. Uh, in Albany, Georgia, and um, like looking at the the crime rate um, and looking at the poverty level, and uh, as us at one point being the fourth poorest city in the whole United States, um, you know, this is where I grew up. And so, um, you know, as I got older and I turned 18, 19 years old, um, I started seeing a lot of my classmates going to jail and getting killed, et cetera. Um, and this is becoming an issue for me. And I've been going to like different stop the violence rallies, et cetera. And, you know, hearing people say different things, you know, about, you know, our youth. And I'm just like, well, nobody's out here actually with the youth trying to get out and do something with them. Um, so I decided to uh, start this program when I was 19. I started doing field trips with young men in my community, taking them to different museums, um, taking them across, you know, the, the country um, to like, well, just this side of the country, like Cincinnati, uh, all over Alabama, Georgia, et cetera, um, Carolina. And um, I just wanted to show the boys, you know, different um, cities and different cultures, et cetera. Um, so after that, I started teaching young men how to work on cars. We started doing automotive repair, teaching boys how to change oil, brakes, uh, teaching them how to work on uh, water pumps, alternators, you name it. Um, then also we got into general contracting. I started teaching young men uh, how to work on houses. They started painting the insides and outsides of houses houses. We taught them how to change light fixtures, like ceiling fans. I um, also taught them how to change toilets. We did sheetrock, flooring, etc. So these are uh, things that the boys uh, learn how to do. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where I am, um, you know, where I began. Um, and now we've gotten to a point where, you know, we've been getting so much support and I hadn't been posting a lot of the things that we've been doing on social media um, in regards to like our summer camp and things like that, um, because the summer of 2019, I actually did a summer camp out of my home. And I was actually teaching the boys, you know, all these different skill trades. Uh, it was about 20 of them. Um, and they came to my house every day. I taught in my dining room, had me a small little dry erase board, and I cleared my dining room out, put some tables in here, and, you know, taught the boys every day. Um, and those are things, you know, these are the stories and memories uh, that we have um, from, you know, the X for Boys. Uh, so, you know, I started posting on social media, and people, you know, started taking, you know, what we were doing to heart. Um, people were loving what we were doing um, and I just started posting maybe last year and um, so we've been getting uh, so much support from all over the world um, we're getting a lot of support from all over the country 
And um, we've gotten to a point where we're trying to um, open our own school now. We'll be opening this fall, um, all boys school, all boys boarding school. The boarding school portion won't open until next year because we have necessary licenses we have to get, et cetera. But we will open at 50% uh, capacity um, the first year um, so we can get the boarding and stuff in order. But we want to make sure we're opening for instruction as soon as possible. That's unbelievable, dude. That's amazing, man. How, how did you even... um? like learn all these traits, like fixing cars and all this stuff. Like, dude, like when I, when I was a kid, it's obviously, you know, it's very diverse around here in California and Mm -hmm. you have friends all over the place. You have black, Asian, white, whatever. And Mm -hmm. when everything needed to get fixed, they called, they called me because I'm obviously I'm the Mexican kid. So like, Hey, get your uncle to (laughs) fix my plumbing. Yes, sir. And because that's what, that's what we do. Like we've learned that from a young age, electricians, plumbers, linemen, Mm -hmm. uh, firemen, nurses, cops, like whatever. There's always a trade that we've always, how did that, How'd you like really get uh, into learning that at such a young age? It's not really common amongst the black community to be like to learning like those really like unique trades at a young age, you know? Well, uh, I'll say back in like our parents day, uh, that was kind of common in our community. But now it's not common anymore. But my uh, former stepfather, he taught me all these things growing up. I mean, we did everything from painting cars to, you know, growing our own food. Um, building our own sheds, building our own pens for chickens and um, building our own dog houses. Uh, I mean, we did some of everything. We ran out. We did our own electricity outside for like sheds that we built. I mean, we did so many things uh, growing up. I mean, but I at the time, you know, you don't learn as a child to be grateful for what you're being taught until you get older. And, you know, I still love to do those things, but it just, just didn't resonate until I got older. I'm like, man, I know how to do all this stuff. And these kids don't know how to do anything. You know, from even skinning the animal to, you know, using a pellet gun, you know, using firearms, et cetera. These are things that I was able to learn, you know, growing up. And I've been able to teach, you know, the children. So uh, my former stepfather taught me a lot um, in regards to, you know, growing up and, and learning how to be a man, et cetera, especially working with my hands. That's awesome. And I, I heard that you mentioned that your, uh, your former stepfather was uh, is in law enforcement, correct? No, my my new my new stepfather is law enforcement. Oh, okay. My former stepfather is not in law enforcement. It's right on, man. Well, thank him for our service, man. That's, that's awesome, dude. It's a great job. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's beautiful, man. I really do think that's unique, dude. Because I mean, you left you listed a bunch of shit there that I can't do at all. And I I would I like to lie to you and say I could, but uh, I'm like the the creative one in the family. I play the guitars, but I can't build shit. I, I wish I could. Yeah, sir. <laughs> that's understood. You know what I mean? Like I got brothers who can do that. That's what they're like. They're that's their thing, but I can't do that stuff, man. It's terrible. But, right. But that's great, man. And that's phenomenal that you're teaching these kids that, dude. Because especially now, when you look at the current trend of America, like when how college in a weird way has been devalued for the last like 10, 15 years. Um, having mm-hmm. a degree in like the eighties and the nineties and even to early two thousands was a big deal. Um, right. Not absolutely. A lot of, not a lot of people had them, especially there wasn't a lot of these um, programs or like degrees you can get degrees in that weren't valuable in the job market. Now there's so mm-hmm. many degrees they can get are just useless and mm-hmm. they're tricking young kids to thinking you can get these degrees and they have no, right. yeah. And they have no work experience. They haven't, done anything there's no value to the job market and then now they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're just screwed they have there's now they're 21 22 years old with literally no work experience or nothing they have exactly exactly so i think that's great man because i have have friends now that literally they were like friends younger brothers where they're like going i'm not going to college i'm just gonna learn how i'm gonna go straight to alignment school i'm gonna go straight Mm -hmm. and then they pay for school later themselves that's where the money's at absolutely that's exactly where the money is and i've you know um trying to partner with our actual uh, technical school here in Albany to get these children certified in some of these areas. So when they graduate from school, you know, they can go and get these jobs. I mean, I saw a job that was paying like $42 an hour here 
Um, it was a, an industrial electrician, and that's a track that's at uh, our local technical school. And that's only a year. It's not even a, a degree. It's just a, a certification. And I'm just like, you guys will go get that and make $42 an hour. I'm just like, man, <laughs> you'll be okay. Hell yeah, you know? So the, the, those are things, you know, we have to make sure we, we, we are um, teaching our children. But I want to make sure the space is available for those both types of children, the children that are wanting to work with their hands and the children that don't, because you got some kids who just hate going outside and you got ones that love going outside, you know, so yeah. it's just the, the idea of trying to make sure we're working with, you know, both sides, you know, and teaching the children who do want to go to college, how to get there and how to be successful and, you know, going for the right things. And then you got the ones who don't want to go and making sure they're going on the right track and the right path and making sure that they're going to be successful in the way that they're trying to go. Yeah, man. 100%. Um, what was it? What was like the process like? getting like the parents um to sign off on i mean essentially giving you full control of their kids like hey i'm gonna let you have my kid for a summer or whatnot or for this program at such a young age man that's that's a huge honor dude for a for a parent to be like i give you control man like teach my kids some lessons that's unbelievable well, absolutely. Um, well, the first year um you know a lot of people didn't know about me but I started making like flyers on my phone and um uh, for my summer camp and uh I just put everything on there that I'd be offering. And, um, you know, parents call, you know, some people were, you know, were like, you know, when I told them I was, you know, at my home, you know, they was like, nah, you know, but other parents, they didn't care, you know, they they knew what I was teaching was going to be really good and beneficial for their children, you know, and um, they accepted and, you know, they brought their children every day from eight to five during the summertime. And, you know, so many people have believed in me and I'm so appreciative of all of those parents who believed in what I was trying to do and allow me to teach their children um, for that summer because it's, it sparked the whole movement. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure and it's it's the best way to grow something too, dude, from the inside out. Like right. you get people mm-hmm. here, you show them these lessons, you show them what their, what, what their worth is. You give them the confidence, you give them like the ability to have respect right. in the community. And they're, they're so prideful. They want to tell everyone about it. They want to tell their friends, mm-hmm. especially their friends who are getting in trouble. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of the children um, that I deal with, especially uh, when like doing the workshops and things, a lot of these children don't have a lot of self-confidence because they like never won any awards or anything. And for me, I try to make sure that the boys like get certificates and things like that for like many of the different events that we do because they feel better about themselves. Like, oh, I know how to do something. I'm not useless, you know, um, because children are start thinking that they're not smart or something simply because of their what their grades look like. And I'm just like, that doesn't mean you're not smart. It just means that other child may be better at school than you, but that doesn't mean they're smarter than you or anything. It doesn't make them smart to, you know, have straight A's. They just know how to remember their work. Uh, it's, it's a different, you know, different thing. So I try to make sure the boys understand that you're not dumb or stupid because you made an F or something like that. You know, you just have to, you know, put in the necessary work to bring those grades up, et cetera. Um, but for the most part, I just want to make sure the boys um, get confidence and make sure they understand that, you know, you're, you're good at something and you have to make sure you're, um, zoning in on those things that you're good at i mean instead of those things that you're not good at or you're trying to force yourself into uh so yeah that definitely um the kids get a lot of self-confidence and they're always telling their their friends about it because they want their friends to come too and like this is what i'm doing you should should come and try it so recruitment right now has been a little overwhelming but you know that's kind of where we are so that's great man and you hit it on the head dude intelligence is not all based in the classroom by any means dude not at Mm -hmm. all my sister she was a straight a student but I swear mm-hmm. to God, if we send her to the ice cream man with 20 bucks, she'd come back with $2. Like this dude, <laughs> like you just got robbed and you'd even know. You're like, oh well, my goodness. Like, this is what he she, he gave me. Like, well, fucking pay attention. What do you mean? Like mm-hmm. you buy two ice creams, you know, but like right. homework, mm-hmm. tests, can study, can do all these things. And, right. um, and then I'm the opposite. I, I, I can't do, I can't study. Uh, I'm terrible at it. I mean, I can't, obviously I have this, I just, I require more discipline than someone who 
is a little bit better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and other things like that, those I'm actually, I'm more intelligent than other things that aren't that. So right. you're definitely right. I mean, and finding how, how to like tap into a kid's potential on that is very difficult, mm-hmm. man. But my favorite thing about you is that, um, especially your promo you have, is like the ending is beautiful, man. When you say we are victors, we're not vic. That's beautiful, man. Because right. there's this weird trend where we're trying to teach like not just young black kids, but just everyone, young kids in general, that everyone's against you. Like they in, in general in school now, they teach these right. kids that like America's the worst and you're going to and you're never going to make it. And and all these kids hear this and they go home and, and, they, and they fucking they believe it, dude. It's yep. it's unbelievable. That's and, why they won't do anything, because they just feel like nothing's good going to happen, because if they try this, somebody's going to stop them. And I've had people, you know, say, well, there's no point in opening the school because all the white people are going to do is destroy it and et cetera. I'm just like, so you guys is really going to sit your whole life and do nothing because you're scared of the white man. I don't have time for that. You know, I'm just right. like, I can't, I can't deal with that. I'm just like, why, why sit around and wallow in defeat? You know, I don't, I don't get it, but you know, that's what, that's how they've programmed our minds and, you know, to make sure I teach these children that they can go do what it, what it is that they want you know, at any time they get ready, you know, my children feel like they could do anything. They don't feel like anything is not impossible anymore because they have a teacher that's, you know, young and able to do, you know, so much and showing them so much, you know, they feel like they can go take over the world at any time. And that's what I want for them. I want them, want them to, you know, have that confidence that they can go do whatever it is they put their mind to. Right. Is it to me? And that, you know what? You're so right, dude. And it bothers me that there's a, that there is a cultural divide um, within the black community when it comes to things like that, because like, I don't know how there can be people that are saying bad things about you. It's literally, it's literally insane to me. It's kind of like a, like you ever see what like Jordan Peterson, how people like Mm -hmm. talk bad things about him. Like, dude, he's only telling people like to get, to get better at yourself, make your bed, get up, you know, treat yourself with some pride, eat the right things, work better. You're like, you're, you're doing like in my mind and I don't want to try to like boast you up, but you're doing like MLK level shit. That's unbelievable, dude. Like if, if someone heard about what you did in a history book, a kid who's 21 years old in 2021 bought a school, that's unheard of. No one does things like that. And yet you saw right. people in your community talking shit and go yeah. and, and like, it, I don't, where, where does that even come from? Like, I, I don't, like, I feel like in the Asian community, that wouldn't happen. Like if a young kid was like mm-hmm. doing something, they'd be like, that's cool, man. Good for you. Thanks for helping us out. But right. I don't even know where that comes from. I don't know. I, I think it's a collective, um, unintentional self-hate that we have amongst each other. We always think that if somebody in the black community is doing something good, then they have to be working with the government or something like people calling me FBI agent and all that stuff like that. You know, I'm just like, I'm a regular 21 year old kid who grew up in Albany, Georgia. I don't have any special FBI credentials or nothing or (laughs) people are calling me an immigrant and stuff. I'm just like, dude, I born and raised in Albany, Georgia. Like where, where did I come from? You know, but it's people making up all kinds of stuff. People saying it's my the organization is a gang and I'm recruiting children to join the gang. You know, I'm just like, and it's all people from my community, you know, that have everything to say. But it's like nobody from any other communities are upset or getting mad or saying anything bad. They just want to see, you know, it succeed. But I've learned to deal with that. I mean, it just is what it is. You know, I've learned to deal with it. And, um, you know, I don't hold it against them because nobody taught them better. Uh, so I just do what I need to do and I keep working. Um, and I call myself the people's champ now. So if you want to be the people's champ, you got to go out there and do the work. So <laughs> that's, that's true, man. That's true, man. It, and I mean, um, I would say, and I could be wrong, but I would imagine like the, probably the turning point would be like probably the Roland Martin interview. I feel like that kind of like changed mm-hmm. a lot from there. Um, yeah. 
that's when I that's when I noticed you. To be honest, that's when uh, I saw like Brandon Brandon Tatum talk about you and other mm-hmm. people on YouTube, and uh, that that really caught me by surprise, man. I was very surprised how uh, how unequipped he that he was to handle that interview. I'm, I'm not here to like I don't want you to relive the whole thing because I know you've done it plenty of times. But um, and people for for people out there, you guys can go back and watch the interview and you'll see what I'm talking about. But that was very strange to me, man. It was kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what this guy's mission is. Like I. Like, I know he was trying to convince you to be like, we need government. I'm like, yeah, but like, that's, that's like saying we need water. Like, no shit. We need water. But like, exactly. you don't need to drink water all day. Okay. Like, you don't have to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, 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 I agree with you. We need it to a certain extent. And then yeah, the rest of the day. We need some time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're, you're trying to get it to run my life. Like, you're trying to get me to say I'm bad or I'm doing something wrong by helping kids. Like, you're not going to win this one, man. Yeah. It was very yeah. strange. It was very strange. I, I didn't get it. Me neither, but hey, you know, it is what it is. God works the way he works for a reason. So <laughs> is uh is Brandon Tatum and those uh, and those guys are they bringing you out for uh for conventions and stuff like that or or just um, well, they invited me to the last event that was in Chattanooga, I think uh, a few days ago, but I wasn't able to go. I had a previous uh event I had to attend. Okay. Yes, That's sir, good, man. I've, they've they've um been in contact with me and invited me to a few things. Yes. That's good, man. I, I really do think the do for self uh mantra is is phenomenal man it's not it's not tight enough but it's it, but like you said it's it's what you said it's having the parents in the household teaching you how to do these things it's having role models that give you the confidence and then also having role models that that talk that tell you the truth too that's like the most important thing dude like you know, absolutely I, I always say like i have a i got very lucky cuz my parents they're they're fucking hilarious um but they never shorted me on anything like they like if i did something stupid they'll say that was stupid and mm-hmm. they would tell me why it's stupid, but they, but they wouldn't tell me like, oh, you'll, you'll do it. Go get them next time. Oh my God. Like, no, they didn't do that shit either. Like, but if I did a good job, they would say good job. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, I got both. I never felt like I got shorted on, on love. I never felt like I got shorted on uh, discipline. I never got felt like I got shorted on support. And if, and if it was my fault, I was told it was my fault. So right. you know, I'm glad that you're teaching these kids to do this, like have the respect and how to um, shake hands and fix too. That's, that's amazing, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, sir. That's those are things, you know, I believe in uh, wholeheartedly just making sure our boys understand that, you know, there's no getting coddled um, out here in the real world. You know, we have to go protect our communities and take care of our women and children. Um, These are things that are important. So, yes, definitely instilling all of these values uh, in them, kind of like granddad used to have um, is, is essential to making sure our communities get better. Right. You know, we had this guy on um, the podcast about like a month ago, uh, his name is uh, Cortel Autry, Corda Autry, and he's a stuntman uh, in the like movie and film industry business. But he's a fucking legend on the motorcycles, like he's a beast. Mm-hmm. So he got into dirt biking when he was a young kid, and he started a nonprofit called Bikes Over Banging because he grew up in Watts. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is to choose a bike life over gang banging. Right, and it's, and it's beautiful, man. It's it's I it's like awesome. it. I like bikes over banging. Bikes over banging, <laughs> man. Dope. I swear, dude. I'll, I'll send you a That's link. All this stuff, and it's uh, it's okay. super cool nonprofit. Everything goes back to the kids. They get to buy them mm-hmm. bikes, and it's a trip, dude. Because you know, like these are the people I feel like should be like famous or should be like uh, people should be bragging about them. I'm I love bragging about. It. I wear their shit when I go out. It's awesome, but yeah, um, but it's what you're doing. It's it's not talking. It's not like we should fix this part of the community. We should. They're do you guys are doing it. You guys are you guys are you bought the school already. You're already getting permits. You're actually how do you uh how is the process of getting teachers and stuff like that? How how's that coming along? Right. So our local school system uh is a big fan of you know what we've been doing for the past two years. And they're actually gonna assist us and help 
us get teachers for our school, um, they'll they'll also be paying those teachers to come and teach the core curriculum, such as like math, reading, language arts, et cetera. Um, but we will still be teaching um, as a private institution uh, what we believe in. Uh, so the teachers will be able to come teach like the regular, you know, stuff that they have to know, but we'll come back, you know, behind them and teach them what they need to know. Um, so those are things that are important. Um, and also they'll be providing us with school buses to help us with our different field trips that we're trying to do, et cetera. Um, our school superintendent, well, our whole school board is black, except for two people. Um, and they're wholeheartedly behind what we're trying to do. So they wanted to make sure they gave it, giving us every resource possible um, for our school. Um, so that's the most beautiful thing for us. Um, and plus all the people that are trying to help us renovate, et cetera. But uh, finding teachers, is, uh, I guess that's easy now. Uh, it was hard, you know, you know, finding teachers and looking at resumes, et cetera. But now it's it's way easier because the school system is going to help us with that, um, providing teachers, you know, for our just, you know, basic uh, core things that they have to know in STEM. Um, but we'll also be teaching what it is that we believe in, um, teaching the boys how to be men. That's beautiful, man. I I think the field trip part is really cool, dude. That was my favorite part as a kid is going on field trips, man. I, except mm-hmm. one time we went to Disneyland and that pissed. I, I don't like fucking amusement parks. So I, I remember I fake sick. <laughs> I got to go home. I hate I hate him. I hate him now to say, even though I live a block away from it. But um, oh, wow. But uh, I remember when I was a kid. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Where is Disneyland? Like what city is it? It's in Anaheim. Anaheim. Got it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So it's right next to like uh, Angel Stadium. It's a it's a very busy area to be honest, like tourist wise, because I think there's only mm-hmm. two Disneyland's in in the country, right? One here and one in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one in Florida. They call it Disney World in Florida. I've been there before. Oh yeah, no, I can't do it, man. I, I I'll lose my mind. I see little kids screaming. I'm out, dude. I, I can't. I gotta at least be drunk or something. It's it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I like amusement parks. I, I just, <laughs> they are enjoyable. You know, I'm just afraid. That's I'm just I'm trying to act like I'm too cool for it. I'm afraid of roller coasters. That's really what it comes down to. Oh but, no no no! I'm not afraid of roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. But um, you know, I was gonna mention like when I was a kid, man. Um, field trips really were my favorite. I remember, you know, my grandparents they used to take us on museums all the time. They're very like that's kind of what they were like their biggest thing was. I don't know why they just wanted mm-hmm. to take us shit like that. But um, they took me to the Museum of Tolerance when I was a kid, which is down what here is in Los Angeles. The Museum of Tolerance is uh, basically a whole Holocaust museum. It's mm-hmm. very it's okay. Very, got it. It's very intense, man. I know, and I went there when I was like seven or eight, and mm-hmm. uh, it was crazy because I went with my grandparents, and they're just showing you like, hey, this is this happened. Like this this stuff is nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, be grateful for right. your life. Work hard for what you get because this this could happen to anybody. And then we went again, and uh, I went in school like four years later, and it was mm-hmm. surreal to see everyone's first reactions to it. But it was crazy mm-hmm. to be like, I've been here before. Like my grandparents thought it was important to take me something like this. So I think that's great. Right. Kids don't forget field trips, man. They don't, especially when they're. Oh, no. But we'll be doing them quite often. Um, plus also taking them out of the country as well. We do plan to visit uh, South Africa, Ghana, Gambia, a lot of places, Liberia. We want to make sure the children are getting out of the country as well. Because a lot of our boys, you know, they think that their lifestyles are, you know, bad and their conditions are bad and you know they don't think to be grateful for what they do have because i'm just like you guys are getting upset at your mom asking you to sweep the floor and these kids (laughs) don't even have a floor and are living their lives smiling every day like they have the best life in the world you know and sometimes people in other countries kind of look at us crazy when we're over here poor and stuff they're just like how are you poor you know in america you know and so but they come over here and make thousands of dollars and millions of dollars like within a year's time because they come over here ready to work. You yeah. Know, so th- th- these are things, you know, we have to take into consideration, 
you know, um, but yeah, I want to take them there to get, get them th those experiences and to learn to be grateful. And we can go there and teach some of the children there um, because they, they're always interested in learning. That's one thing I love to see, you know, every time I look on TV or something, every time I look at other countries, the other children are like wanting to learn. Um, and that's something I, I love to see um, instead of having to force children, you know, to want to read and want to get into, you know, uh, learning more things. Um, looking at children who are asking you to learn, you know, it's, it's beautiful to see. Um, but yeah, the field trips are important. I want to be able to take them all around the country and all over the world um, to get these experiences and it opens their minds as well. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I, when I was a kid, we uh, my grandparents have a house in Mexico and we would go there and my grandpa, I mentioned this on the episode before too. My grandpa used to uh, get bikes from the neighborhood. People that didn't want their bikes, he'd just collect them, he'd mm -hmm. fix them, he'd work on them. And then you get like a, total of like 50 to 100 bikes go down to the orphanages down in mexico or his old school that he used to go to uh, when he was a kid and he'd pass mm -hmm. the bikes out and the looks on these kids faces is unbelievable mm -hmm. for it for a basic level bike dude like it's a very simple bike there's nothing special to it it's just right. something you ride and these kids are either crying or they're jumping up and down like screaming happy and i'm like Damn. Right. and it changes everything about your mindset changes everything mm -hmm. you go home like you're dead. like you're and you're, right. and you're not you're you're not going Oh, I need AC. You're like, who gives a shit? I'll go outside, get the water hose. Like your debt, your mindset changes all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, um, just even like listening to little small things that, you know, I hear amongst the children um, whenever they are with me. Like one time I went to pick up one of my boys and um, I was in my truck and I had just, you know, went to the gas station and he got in and he was like, oh, you got a full truck. I've never seen that before. I've never seen a full tank of gas. You know, I was just like, why? Well, he's like, my mom always put like 10, you know, $15 in the car every time, you know, because she can't afford to fill it up. You know, so these are things, you know, I I think about, you know, um, just makes me become more grateful for the things that I do have. Um, but I want my children to be able to see those things, too. Um, but yeah, I did a bike, I did a bike giveaway, um, I think a few months ago. Uh, yeah, I did a bike giveaway a few months ago and it was um, it was a beautiful experience to, you know, I gifted 20 bikes to boys. I didn't build them. I went and bought them all. But uh, uh, it was a, a beautiful experience to, you know, see all the boys, you know, get a new bike. Um, who didn't have bicycles and you know to ride around with them and have you know conversations with them and stuff like that and eat pizza it was just a beautiful experience yeah. Uh, so yeah i just love watching children you know receive things that they didn't have and watching them be grateful for it it's, it's, it's amazing that's great man. what's been like your favorite part throughout this whole process now i mean like now you're like two years in right and yeah <laughs> um and there's so many parts you can build on you can there's the parts of like just just the kids uh uh, the the support from the community like uh what's the part that's been especially now i mean it, it's kicking off quicker than i'm I'm sure it's a little bit overwhelming you know mm -hmm. absolutely i don't even um <laughs> it's a lot uh, i don't even know i honestly don't have a favorite part because i just love every bit of what i do from the good to the bad um i'm trying to think <laughs> i honestly don't think i can't think of like a favorite <laughs> uh part because i like i said i love every bit of what i do every day um so i'll definitely say um all of it all of it's been my favorite from beginning to end um just from where we've come from you know i started this program with no money um to the point now where we're able to you know have our own school um that's that's something you know i love to to think about and watching all the children's lives that have changed in between time um it's been beautiful um so i definitely say all of it just the whole journey has been my favorite um, and, you know, we're just getting started. The ball is just now getting rolling. So it's, it's beautiful. That is beautiful, man. Well, look, dude, I think I think people like you, honestly, like it's 
it, it's history repeats itself. And I'm, I'm probably not going to phrase this correctly because I'm not a smart person in general. But uh, <laughs> a lot of times people that come across the world, such as yourself, we don't recognize their greatness right away. Um, right. And then we remember it 20 years later. We're like, oh, that guy had some good ideas. We should give him a holiday or some shit. And it's <laughs> and it, it's too late. Like the dude's gone He's already, or he's dead already or or something. And it's right. It's the whole point is to appreciate when he's here. And, you know, John Lennon says, peace, kill him. Bob Marley, peace, shoot him. Like everyone who does a good idea is like considered like a, like a villain. Um, and we see that in today's culture. I mentioned Jordan Peterson. I mentioned you. Um, and we need people like you to be as strong as you are and as disciplined as you are. And it's to be as not emotionally stinted as you are. Like you are saying, I just keep pushing forward. I don't care if they talk shit. I'm here doing my thing. I'm helping the kids. Um, Cause people are going to read about you, man. They really are, man. Like what you're doing is not, it's not normal. And I mean that in the best of ways. It's phenomenal. Yes, sir. Like, when I was 20, I went to liquor stores trying to buy four locos. That's it, dude. I was a loser, man. And, um, and I knew I had a future, but I, I wanted to run away from growing up as fast as possible for you to embrace it and go, no, I not only do I want to grow up, I want to take it a step farther. And I, and I want to yes, young kids. That's, that's beautiful, man. And, and um, Dude, th thanks for stopping in, man. It's 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 been an honor, dude. One hundred percent. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I, I love what I do. Um, you know, I just feel like right now, you know, as a young man, especially being twenty one, my body's full of energy. I'm still growing, still developing. So I want to kind of use this time right now to work, and then I'll play later. So when I do turn like thirty, thirty five, when my body's needing time to sit down, um, I won't use that time to work. I'll use that time to play. That's um, right, because man. I'm, I'm relaxed now. I've done all my work as a young man, so I'll have my play time, but it'll be when I'm older. But right now I'm just focused on building, you know, for my grandchildren and building for my great grands to make life, you know, better for them. Uh, but anytime I get off any show, I always give the same quote um, from one of our local hometown heroes, uh, one of our local rappers named Cantrell. He says, obstacles are optical illusions. They're not really there. Jump high anyway, jump high just in case. Phenomenal, dude. I love that. I'm gonna check his music out now, dude. That's got motivated like Rocky about to get... Jump up, do some jumping jacks. I love it. Dude. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you a link. Uh, that song, the song that I mentioned um, just now is called Way Back. Way Back by Cantrell. Way Back. So, yeah, send that to me right now, man. I'll definitely check yeah. that out. Yep, yeah, I did send it to you in the chat. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Well, hey, dude, thanks for stopping in, man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Yes, yeah, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, man. All right, bye. And there it is. Our interview with the great King Randall. Thanks again to King for coming on the show, man. It was it was a pleasure of mine to be able to speak with you, man. It really was. And uh I believe it's like his his manager or or assistant I want I can't I don't know, but uh Alexander Vanderbilt, thanks a lot to you for uh keeping in touch with me on emails and getting this set up, man. I I really appreciate it as well. Uh I hope you guys got some from this, man. Uh there's people out there just doing phenomenal things, man, and like sometimes in this crazy world, we just we can get a little bit caught up and think everything's so negative and i know there's a lot of sh fucked up shit going on out there but there's a lot of good out there too and uh this guy's the perfect example man and then um, if you can donate to his school and they have it on the extra boys website so go check out king rando on all of his social media um platforms uh look him up on youtube there's links to all of his stuff there where you can donate to the school directly uh, i know they have a merch line which i'll definitely be buying stuff from but i believe it's been getting so much support lately that they're actually back ordered right now which is a fucking good problem to have and um yeah man I, just, I, hope, I hope you do something with this episode and try to apply it to your life as much as possible thanks again to everybody and uh see you guys soon peace keep moving on keep moving on
Life is this way Keep moving on Keep moving on Every day Keep moving on Keep moving on Life is this way Every day 